All right, I gotta know. Yes, I'm about to activate it. No, 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 not that. What the hell does Cree mean? Well, actually, it means a lot of things. Um, loosely translated, it means uh, attention, listen up, concentrate. You who? Yes, in a manner of speaking. Huh. Okay. Here goes. Korean Yuhu folks, it's Andrew. I'm here back on the Korean Yuhu podcast. We're talking about Redemption Part 1 in Season 6. We got here to Season 6. Now, if you followed me the last couple of podcasts that I put out and we talked all about the big journey that we've been on from 0 to 100 and something. What episode are we up to right now? Jeez, it's, it's been, been a few, isn't it? Let me quickly... Look. 116 so right now this is 117 um it's been a long time since i've done a podcast because i've got long covid and i'm very 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 sick and sleepy and brain foggy um but we won't dwell on that. We'll just try and enjoy some Stargate times. So, Season 6, um, I've talked about this before. You know, I'm a big fan of Season 6. I just looked ahead at all the episodes that are coming up in Season 6. Just the quick uh, plot synopses on the website. Uh, the, the Stargate wiki. I'm so excited for all these episodes. <laughs> they're all so great and I just I remember them so fondly because as, as I've said many times season 6 was the only season I really had access to back in the early days of Stargate um, that was when I had some DVDs from whereas the rest of the time I could only catch it occasionally on New Zealand TV it wasn't kind of a regular show anyway um I know people have a lot of hate for this, and they say, oh yeah, clearly it wasn't as good, you know, the core recipe has changed. Um, I disagree. I think Stargate Season 6 is pretty much better than ever. And you know what? I'm so ready for Daniel Jackson's whiny, <laughs> moral point of view to just, just, let's just take a break from that. <laughs> <laughs> totally fine that it's gone, and they try to replace it a little bit with Jonas, you know, as they say in this episode, another socio-political nerd to offset the overwhelming coolness. <laughs> no, I am totally here for it, as the uh, as the kids are saying now. Um, I just caught a little bit of an interview with Karin Nemec, who plays Jonas Quinn in this season. Um, he was being interviewed on Dial Gate, I guess, Gate World, on YouTube. I don't know if you've caught all of their content. I mean, they're just putting out interviews every single week with people who are either on Stargate or making Stargate, so obviously if you haven't <laughs> looked at them, you could look at just about anybody who was ever in the show being interviewed and talking for like an hour there. And they're great interviews. There's actually so many that there's no way I could ever watch them, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I just like, 
Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, Jonas Quinn got a lot of hate, was the point I was making. Um, people, yeah, and the actor, Coronemic, was, like, scared for a minute there. <laughs> like, what the fuck have I walked into? Because apparently he just, like, got this part kind of out of nowhere. He didn't really want it. He just sort of fell into it. Someone said, you'd be great for this. And he said, great, I'll have a job. Thanks for the job. <laughs> the acting job. Um, good for him. He, mm, yeah. Jonas is such a nerd, isn't he? He's, he's great. Um, but anyway, the other stuff in this season is good too. The Jack and Sam and Teal'c, they're they're maturing, and Hammond. They're those that those four people, those relationships are really maturing, and they they work so well with each other. Um, the character intimacy is um is that was that is that what I'm saying? It's good. I'm just saying I like season six. Everything's kind of matured for five years, and it's just good Stargate right in the sweet Stargate spot. Um, and I was happy because when I <laughs> opened the DVD, <laughs> it's, um, even the DVD menu looks familiar and charming and wonderful to me, and I remember it so fondly. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it, shall we? Um, soldier on. Uh, Dial the Eight, there's, uh, running away from these people who <laughs> didn't want to smoke a peace pipe, and, you know, we're straight into the action. Um, all has not stopped since Daniel died last season. Um, things have moved on, they've continued to explore places, and, uh, back on planet Earth, there's one point for the front gate stock footage guys, and five points for Gary Jones being in the episode. Um, there's an incoming wormhole, and they're under fire, and Jack is like, Next! <laughs> you know, this, this dweeb that you've saddled me with is uh, no good. He's the 8th or ninth one. Um, and there's another one point there, because the medic comes in and says, Well, there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> He's just unconscious. Um, and there's a call from Area 51 from Major Carter saying, It's done. Well, that's ominous. Um, and that's the opening credits. And it's a new opening credits. It's just the Stargate. Just photography of the Stargate. Spinning and spinning and spinning. I guess it's dialing. I didn't count, but I'm assuming there's seven different shots. <laughs> there's no clips. No clips of action and headshots and people. It's just the gate. Um, from memory, this doesn't last. Unless I've got some really weird edition of the DVDs that were broadcast in Mongolia or something. <laughs> I think that they change back to the clip show at some point. Um, so, jo uh, yeah, we're watching the Weather Channel with Jonas in Daniel's old office, and Carter is, uh, you know, there's that chat there, and they talk about how no one is fitting in. There's nine people who have tried, and it's not working. And it really shows that the Daniel relationship and character was really special. That was a very special team. It couldn't have been anyone else. Um... Which, of course, flies in the face of when you think about the, uh, There But For The Grace Of God or whatever, all the episodes where they go to the parallel, parallel dimension of Earth and see that different people were on SG-1 and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but anyway, um, irreplaceable. 
Uh, Jonas is allowed to leave for the first time in three months. Hooray! I can get out of the bunker! Um, so I gave it one point there for the, one wild card point for this joke that Sam makes, sort of teasing him. <laughs> how, do you, how do you dress yourselves? We call each other every morning. But then I gave it the rest of the wild card points immediately. So there's one plus nine, so that's ten wild card points total. Because holy shit, it's the X302! Holy shit! Yes! <laughs> I'm so happy that we're in this era of Stargate where we're building Earth spaceships. I'm so happy to see it. I'm so happy that this scene is here, the long explanations of what it's for, how it was built, what we're doing, the references to Tangent. That's so great. And, um, yeah. Ugh, exciting. Five points because Colonel Chekhov is there. Um, he's in Hammond's office and he really wants a Russian guy on SG-1. And Jack and Hammond have a great chit-chat after that as well. I love all this talk, this bureaucratic talk. What's the makeup of the SG teams? Who's the personnel? We should be making different personnel policy. Blah, 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 blah. I love, you know, I've, I've talked before on this podcast about how much I love all the bureaucracy of Stargate. <laughs> Give me all of this all day. And because it's a two-part episode, and Martin Wood was just saying in the DVD commentary, the director, Martin Wood, he was saying, like, this one, we had more time we, to film it, we had more time to, um, to write it, so we had, uh, we really made it more like a movie. We took a little bit of time with it, and it's so great that it shows in all of this chit-chat, talky-talky, what's the policy of the SGC facility going to be kind of stuff. I love it. <laughs> Jonas is being, he's, he's a bigger nerd than Sam. And Sam is, like, a little bit taken aback, you know, this is, imagine, like, uh, in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, this is, like, an Amy Santiago going, oh my god, <laughs> this guy, his, his tabs are cascading in his binders. Jonas wants recommended reading. He's a very quick study. He wants in. He wants an SG-1. And, of course, the idea has to be shot down completely, because, uh, that would be absurd. Wouldn't it, just? Um... And he's boxing with Teal'c. That's just a great scene. Just boom, bang, straight in the schnoz. <laughs> over and over again. But Jonas gets put right back up again. That's what Jonas does. And it's the start of the, um, the alien conspiracy. This comes to a head more in episode three of this season. <laughs> Are you suggesting an alien conspiracy, Jonas Quinn? No, God, no. <laughs> But it's, they're like, we, we aliens, we gotta, we gotta get each other's back here on the planet Earth. And then Teal is having a giant meal, and it's revealed, of course, that because he's asking O'Neill about Jonas Quinn joining, that he actually lost the bet, he got knocked out. <laughs> he's very proud, so we don't get to see that, we just get to infer it. It's a great little Stargate joke. Um... <laughs> and five points because Master Braytac comes in. No doubt he's here to warn us about something. You know, that's that's what the um, the people do when they, uh, our allies, appear through the Stargate and they're in a hurry. They say, well, I didn't have time to send word. I have to warn you about something. That's what they are always here to do. <laughs> they're never just dropping in with a pie. Um, Teal's wife, Dryak, is dead um, or dying and there's a whole... Is there a big recap 
you know, talky talky, Braytac talking about it, Sam explaining it to Jonas, blah 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 blah, on we go, recapping Tilk's backstory. This is really showing us that season six is like this this big reset, isn't it? They're on a new TV network now. They moved from the Showtime channel to the Sci-Fi channel. Now, I'm from New Zealand. I don't know what the fuck that means, or who cares, or why anyone could possibly care. <laughs> I grew up with two TV channels, okay? <laughs> um, the third, there was a third... Uh, but it, the reception was not available in our area. <laughs> and then when I was, like, a late teen, they finally invented a fourth TV channel in New Zealand. <laughs> some shit like that. Oh, my God. Um, someone, I forget who, uh, is walking around the elevator. I think it's Sam and Jonas. And in the background, when they get out of the elevator, there's five points for Sergeant Siler being in the episode, and he's talking to... Major Wood, which is another five points for Martin Wood, the director, doing a cameo in the episode. And I'm sure they're talking about the big wrench. Colonel Chekhov is again real mad, and he's in the office being real mad. <laughs> this is his whole character, because he's found out that the United States has made this plane. And, um, yeah, I'd be mad too. <laughs> his points are all valid, you know? You guys have alien technology and you haven't shared it. You were supposed to share it. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would think this is not a legitimate claim. And this whole scene is suddenly interrupted because the plot has begun. <laughs> the plot has interrupted them. It's a go-old attack. It's, um, yeah, what do we got here? And then we switch to the Back to the Teal'c thing where Dryak has refused a symbiote. And it is... But it is not the past anymore, old friend. Braytac is filling us in, filling Teal'c in on how things are different now. And he's really... And, le and he and Ryak and all three of them, between the three of them and the talk that they have and they explain the exposition they give to the audience, they're setting up in this season that one of the things they need to deal with is that the Jaffa are no longer trusted by the Go'uld because their rebellion is spreading. And so they're going to die with, with this dependence on symbiotes. So they need to get off the symbiotes. They need to kick the habit. They need to go to symbiote AA. And in this season, they are actually going to find a way to do that. And that's, you know, there'd be a massive spoiler to tell you how and when and why, but um, I, I won't spoil it, but it is coming in this season. They uh, discover, make a you know, big discovery, which changes the fate of the Jafar forever, which is wonderful, um, but not without its own controversial kind of... <laughs> character. Um, Ryak blames Teal'c for his mother's death and tries to beat him, and Teal'c is just taking it because I deserve this or something. Back on Earth, the 38-minute window passes. Just great, great lines between Sam and Jack and Hammond explaining and the banter and the, like I said, the character intimacy. It's so great. I love it. It's just like a homey feeling. It's nice to be here in a room with these three people talking to each other. And Sam says, uh, now we have a problem. 
And it is at this moment, not until this moment, but at this exact moment, I realized I don't have anything on the scoreboard for Jonas. You know, all the other characters on my scoreboard, which you can read at the website, which is creeyuhu.wordpress.com. All the characters have their criteria, you know, that'll earn the episode points. So, for example, Samantha Carter, you get points for the episode if... Or the episode gets points. If the episode features romantic or sexual tension for her, uh, Teal'c, if he tries to pass himself off as human. Daniel Jackson, if he goes dark side, like he goes bloodthirsty or mad with power. Um, General Hammond, if he gets into the action, then we get some points. Colonel Jack O'Neill, if he makes a reference to The Simpsons, then there's points. So, what the heck do I do about Jonas? I hadn't even given this a thought. Like I said, I've had lots to deal with, lots on my mind. Now, not only do I have long COVID, I've actually been studying full-time. Um, I'm doing a, a <laughs> degree in business accounting, which is incredibly complex and very frustrating and difficult when you can't think or form new concepts in your brain, especially numbers and formulas and things. Uh, <laughs> just dealing with that haven't been paying that much attention to the old Cree Yoohoo podcast scoreboard so now I'm like fuck well what do I do and so I haven't actually got a solution right now I want to get this podcast done and get some momentum and actually put some out but I haven't got it sorted so I can do it retroactively if I don't take forever about it so the first thing I thought was well what about if we give maybe five points every time Jonas shows himself up as, like, the fucking new guy, you know, when he sticks his foot in it and doesn't understand the Earth customs and is, you know, not, like, you know, the vibe is not happening with him and everyone's like, ugh. You know? <laughs> but then I thought, actually, and unfortunately I don't have a super crystal clear memory of what happens in season 6, so I'm not in a great position to decide right now what the criteria for Jonas is, because I'm not 100% uh, going to be recollecting every single thing that he says and does. Um, what I was thinking is that maybe we could make it, rather than him being the new guy, that would be every episode. <laughs> you know, that's his entire thing. That would be like saying every time Jack is ornery. <laughs> Jack O'Neill. That's every episode. He makes a smarmy remark or something. So I don't know if that's going to work. What if we make it Jonas is a quick study? You know, he says that. Not every episode, but many episodes. And it's quite funny to point out that, yeah, you're this placeholder character who <laughs> we need you to say some stuff that normally Daniel would say in these sorts of stories and scripts. But you, your character hasn't been around long enough to know this. So what are we, what's our excuse, our writing excuse for this? I'm a quick study. <laughs> I think that might be it. I think that's quite funny. <laughs> um, but the key thing is, is that it's not every episode. So maybe we'll add that in five points every time Jonas says he's a quick study.
Anyway, what's happening? Teal'c is paying his final respects at his wife's funeral, and there's a push and swell on that. So one point. Ryakin what's this? Blah 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 blah. Teal yeah, they're having a talk, and I just wrote down that Teal'c's eye makeup in the daylight conversations he has on this other planet is particularly noticeable today that it is makeup. <laughs> you know, like if there's some some good, you know, mood lighting, you can really get away with, like, oh, he's, like, vaguely gold and he's, he's an exotic, otherworldly human. But on this one, in plain daylight, it just shows that he's got some, some eyeshadow and some shaping going on there. And it's, like, it's not, you know, his eyes are sunken with the fatigue of a hundred years of battle. <laughs> You know, it's just like, it's paint on your skin. <laughs> it was just, yeah, particularly stood out in that scene. You can go back and watch. Um, meanwhile, back on Earth, the plot finally kind of gets going. The gate is overloading at 0.1%. Sam has cracked it. There's this little tiny bit of energy fluctuating. Sam figures it out and has a little briefing with everyone, explains that what's happening now is a classic Sokar gambit. You know this one. I love this gambit, where you have some device that overloads someone else's Stargate and causes a gigantic explosion. It's perfect. <laughs> um, the gold Sokar used it last. Uh, God, don't ask me to remember the episode title. <laughs> it's been a long it's been like fucking six months here since I made an episode or even watched or thought about Stargate there's been so much going on um, oh and speaking of which if you're just following on from the previous episode oh, how good was the um, the second season of the TV show for all mankind oh my god mind blowing so so dramatic <laughs> And I've actually just started season three. There's only a few episodes out now. Holy crap! So dramatic and trashy. <laughs> Very trashy. I can't believe that that boy slept with that woman. You know who I'm talking about if you know who I'm talking about. It's so trashy, the storyline. I love that show. <laughs> Where was I? The Soko Gambit. It's been a long time. Here we go. Um, more exposition from Braytac here, filling everybody in on Teal'c's backstory, his journey since his father's death at the hands of Kronos, again reinforcing that this season six is a little bit of a reset. They might be welcoming completely new viewers. There's a lot of explanation and exposition here. Um, and you can also see why it's a two-parter, because this stuff is really padding it out. I mean... In the past, they would probably make this tilt dealing with his wife's death and finding his son, getting his son back. That would actually be an episode on its own. You know, a wonderful classic Jafar stuff episode where everything is, the emotions must not be felt until they are too much to be felt and are just way over the top and ugly and not relatable all that much. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm... <laughs> harshing on your Jafar mellows there, but, um, I don't like the, the Jafar stuff. Moving on. The energy reaches 18%, and here enters Dr. Rodney McKay, 
I hate him. <laughs> Can I just be blunt? Like, I mean, I guess I'm not supposed to like him. That's the point. We're supposed to kind of enjoy that he really riles everybody up. But I actually don't enjoy that. I actually just like, uh, I don't come to Stargate to be riled up by the bad relationships. I actually, you know, as I have touched on just a moment ago, I actually really enjoy the, um, the close relationships of Stargate and everybody gels together. <laughs> Everyone's on the same team here. So it's actually a little bit, you know, it just leaves a little bit of a taste in my mouth, a bad taste when he comes in. Um, and of course I'm in for a big shock when I start watching Stargate Atlantis, aren't I? Oof, oh boy. Anyway, Jack and Sam volunteer to fly the X-302. Um, So we go off to the airfield, and, and we're in the stripy Lederhosen to fly this plane for some reason. <laughs> I think there should be in a spacesuit. Um, I'm sure that's what that is, but it's very goofy looking, isn't it? It's wonderful. Um, what's that? There's the talk about Nacquid is not going to work, cross your fingers, superstition. You know, and this would be a point where, you know, Jonas, what's crossing your fingers? You know, I'd have to say, well, here he's being the fucking new guy. He's been the FNG. He's, um, he doesn't understand the Earth ways. Mm, like I said, I, I'm, mm, he's going to be doing that so much, it's almost pointless to, <laughs> to give it points, to even remark upon it. <laughs> but I did appreciate that Dr. Rodney McKay speaks in this, like, shorthand of with Jonas. He kind of explains a few things in this episode to Jonas, and when he talks to him, it's like Rodney McKay is also an alien to this planet. <laughs> so I did appreciate that part of it. Like, it's an old superstition some Earth humans use to express a wish for good luck or something. <laughs> the way he, he deals with that little... Uh, yeah chit-chat there is very funny. And what's happening? There's a lift-off of the X-302. I mean, oh, it's not much to say. I just I just sat and lapped up these scenes where the X-302, we're, you know, we're at lift-off, we're getting in, we're strapping in, we're talking about it. Is it going to work? We've got this system, we've got that system, we don't have that system, <laughs> the Star Trek phasers. Um, speaking of Star Trek, I gather that this title is a reference to Star Trek, but I don't really know why or what or who, because I don't watch Star Trek, so I'm not giving it reference points. Um, but the X-302 takes off, and they try to do their first ever hyperspace jump, and it doesn't work, just like Jonas said. And I love when they're entering the coordinates into the hyperspace window. They use the same Stargate coordinates, the glyphs. <laughs> It's very funny. <laughs> I don't think that works. I, I don't know how that works. I don't know how that works. But I'm going to move on. The X-302 doesn't work, so we're back down on Earth. One point for the front gate stock footage guys walking around. Carter is feeling fear. Jack is very simple. And they're going to eat cake. There's just a great little back and forth, just the two of them in the lab, talking, being real with each other, figuring it out, you know, 
you pull things out of your butt, you see things in a really simple way. Just great scenes, really just endearing, heartwarming scenes. Alarm! Everyone get to the gate room. What's happening? There's a big hologram. I am Anubis. And so I had to give it a little bit of a, uh, a point. I gave it two points here as a reference to Star Wars when Emperor Palpatine appears in a hologram in his hooded cloaks. It's, I mean, I don't want to do that every time we see Anubis, but he is kind of a little bit like Palpatine, when, especially when he appears in a little hologram. Execute Order 66. No, no, no. Um, oh my god, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We just watched all six episodes of the TV show Obi-Wan Kenobi. How good was that? I was so annoyed at the final episode. I was like, this is all bullshit. But then at the end, you-know-who showed up. <laughs> Not to mention um, the Emperor as well. Gave Darth Vader a little dressing down, a little uh, lecture about how you're a become weak when you try to chase your former master. <laughs> but... Um, that other Jedi that we were waiting for. I won't spoil it, but if, yeah. I was waiting the whole series for him to show up and help Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he did at the very, 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 very end. So I forgive it everything. I love seeing that, because that Jedi is my favorite Jedi. Where are, where are we? Um, Anubis does a mic drop, prepare to meet your doom, and that's the end of the episode for 46 points. Very respectable. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys. I am hopefully going to be doing these a bit more regularly now because I've actually taken a little break from study when I could finish one semester. I think I... Uh, I mean, I'll pass. It won't be very impressive, but I will. Um, and now that that's going to be over next week, I can just sort of focus on having more chill time and recovery time without having to... <laughs> spend every waking minute that I have useful consciousness um, diving into accounting textbooks. <laughs> so yeah, looking forward so much to this season six journey with y'all. Tweet me at CreeYuhu if you want to on Twitter and let me know your thoughts on season six. If you support me in this pro-Jonas stance, <laughs> pro-season six stance, I fucking love it. I've said that a lot now. I clearly have run out of things to say. Thank you for listening. See you later.